Well, he was among the best and the brightest, one of the most educated, successful, and privileged professionals in the country. The New York Times quoted a, a U.S. attorney saying about Raj Rajanatram, just after he prosecuted the billionaire hedge fund investor for fraud and conspiracy this past week. The attorney went on to say, like so many others recently, he let greed and corruption cause his undoing. It's a sad story. Maybe you saw this in the newspaper or you heard about it in the news. It is truly a sad story of someone who had so much going for him, who had attained more than enough. He truly had it all. What caused something like this to happen with someone who seemed so good and so well-educated and so honest? I mean, what takes a successful and honest businessman and turns him into a greedy, cheating thief? There are a lot of reasons, I'm sure, as these things are always complicated, aren't they? We hear about them every week. Someone who makes a mistake like this. But I think what it, it really all comes down to is a voice. If Mr. Rajanatram is like the rest of us, his ears and his head were full of many voices, each competing for his attention and ultimately for his devotion in life. These voices were in his ears throughout his life, and he obviously listened to the right ones most of the time. This is how he got as far up the ladder as he did. He really had his act together. But at some point in his career, some point not too long ago, he started to listen and follow the wrong voice in his head, all the way to his undoing and to his disaster. You know about these voices, don't you? Or is it just me? Maybe I'm the only one who's hearing voices all the time in my head. I don't know. I bet you do too. You probably remember the old cartoon about the character who is hearing voices in his head. And typically they're not in his head, they're on his shoulders. You've got one on one shoulder with a pitchfork and a red cape. And he is telling, speaking into the ear of that particular character about things that he wants him to do. On the other side of his, on the other shoulder... There is the angelic version of him that is speaking into his ear, trying to woo him to do the right thing. One of them has a much better voice than the other. And you see the character pulled in two different directions, trying to decide what to do and pull him in a specific direction. We are familiar with these two voices, as well as recognizing others that flow into our ears. I mean, let's just be honest. You've been hearing these voices all week. There have been things that have been spoken to you by yourself, as well as by others. You've listened to some of those, others you've chosen not to listen to. You're most familiar with a voice that comes from yourself. It doesn't so much flow through your auditory canal as coming up from within you. Some of you talk back to those voices. I've heard you doing that. <laughs> this is the one we tend to listen to most of the time. Uh, during those interior conversations, that chatter that we have with ourselves, and it goes on constantly within us. And this is a good thing, especially when the words we say to ourselves are good. Like when we are encouraging ourselves in difficult times and in the way of the little train that could, saying, I think I can. I think I can. And maybe, Samantha, that was your, your mantra throughout this last year of your senior year in college. I think I can. And then it becomes, I know I can. I mean, that's good, healthy self-talk, isn't it? The voice is also a good thing when we caution ourselves when danger looms, reminding us to be careful or to flee from harm. 
The voice inside of us, though, can also be harmful, especially when we tell ourselves that we are too fat, too skinny, too poor, too sinful, or that we're just too ugly, too old, or too young. This voice within us is not always what we need it to be and doesn't always lead us to where we need it need to go in life. And then there are the voices you hear from other people. Sometimes they are positive, speaking into your ear the very words that you need to hear. Maybe you heard some of that. There were some, some words of encouragement in this past week that, that came from other people. But other times, they say to you things that could lead to your undoing, these voices. There is the voice of people's expectations of you, that you must measure up to their standards, their numbers, their goals or dreams for your life. Maybe this comes from a parent. Maybe it comes from a boss or a spouse or a client. You may love these people or you might just value their voices enough to give space in your heads to their voices. You may even believe these voices enough to follow wherever they lead. These voices, though, tend to leave you cold, never living up to the expectations that are given. There's also the voice of society. Our society speaks to us in so many ways, sending constant messages into our ears through things like digital billboards, through images in magazines, and those images on TV that define our view of ourselves and even define the shape of our bodies. You can tell I've been influenced a lot by these images. <laughs> these voices also speak to you about what and who is popular. I mean, if you want to find out who's really making it in society, then you, you'll look at the magazines while you're waiting in line at the grocery store. They're highly descriptive of those who are popular, and we want to be just like they are and do the things that they do and have the things that they have. This voice of society will even tell you what you deserve and that you deserve more. That you won't be happy until you purchase, until you consume and own more of what it has to offer. We hear these voices whether we want to or not. As they come into our ears through our TV sets, our radios, off the printed page, and even through the algorithms of Google. In fact, every time you go on to Google, Google knows exactly what it is that you need and what you want based on your prior search history. And so you'll see ads and think, how do they know that I want that? Or how do I know that I need that? And so we are influenced and bombarded with the algorithms of Google as well. And they ask us to stop what we are doing and to listen to them. These voices beckon to us to stop and to hear them. And we tend to not only listen to them, we follow them along with visions of grandeur, of green pastures, and of abundant life. All of these are promised to us by these voices. But we still find that the places they lead us, they don't satisfy. We are not able to say with the uh, psalmist in Psalm 23 that the Lord is my shepherd, I, I shall not want, because we still want. And these voices tell us that we still want. And we need to continue to want. So these are the voices of society. But we have religious voices too, don't we? These voices are ones that we tend to trust. Some of them are reassuring and they're full of grace. Others though, the ones that seem to be the loudest of all, are legalistic voices. They are the ones that have the familiar rhythm of don't do this and don't do that. 
These voices not only tell us what we shouldn't do, they tell us that we aren't doing enough. It's that voice we hear telling us that God will love us more if we do more for Him. That God isn't happy with us unless we get things right in our lives and clean ourselves up before He is willing to speak with us. What a lie that is. These voices also speak out of their own interest, protecting doctrines and traditions, all in the name of God. These voices, while sounding helpful and good at first, they also lead us to the wrong place, leading us to an empty lot of rules and regulations, of guilt and burden, rather than uh, pastures of freedom and grace. Are any of these voices sounding familiar to you today? I mean, there are others that we could identify this morning, but we would do better to consider which voice among all of these competing voices is the one that we ought to listen to. I mean, which voice leads to life? Which one can we trust and follow amongst all of the ones that sound so good to us? Well, we get help from the gospel that we just heard here today. As Jesus talked to His disciples about what voices they were hearing and about the one voice that they should listen to in life. His own voice. The other voices were those in in Jesus' words of bandits and thieves whose voices, if they were followed, would lead to ruin. In fact, He he says that the thief, the robber, comes into the pen to steal and to kill and to destroy. Those voices lead to destruction. Jesus is no doubt referring to the vocalization of the legalistic tones of the Pharisees, which were loud enough for everyone around them to hear. I mean, these guys continued to speak loudly and boldly into the faces of everyone within their religion and even outside of their religion about what God wanted them to do and what kinds of traditions and and rules that they were to follow. And they had long lists of rules, so long that they had difficulty following them themselves. But I'm thinking that he is also referring to other voices too. Those that we noted earlier. Those that are floating around inside of your head today. His voice though is different. It is distinctively different. As Jesus said, they follow him, the good shepherd. And our reading today cuts short one verse of Jesus saying that he is the good shepherd. And he says they follow him because they know his voice. Jesus' sheep... Know His voice. Jesus wanted them to know that the way that they could get out of the pen and into the right place, to that place of real and abundant life, was by following the right voice. And He described Himself as the Good Shepherd. The one whose voice the sheep knew and would follow. His voice was coming from a shepherd who loved the sheep and looked out for them. And I love these pictures of sheep, uh, these images and these paintings that go way back. This is one of the oldest And as you look at these, you you get the idea that Jesus, He is a good shepherd. I remember the very first Bible, at least the first Bible I could remember having, was that picture of Jesus on the front. Maybe you had the same one, with the the lamb across His shoulders, and and everybody looks so happy, all the sheep around them, and the sheep around His neck, and, and and the smile on the face of Jesus. It is so pleasant. And it reminds us of what is said here in John's Gospel, that He loves them even to the point of laying down His own life for them. This shepherd not only looked out for them in the pen, but wanted them to experience the freedom and the joy of life without walls. 
living joyfully out in the pasture of abundance, living this life of resurrection, we are still considering what that means for our lives, aren't we? This resurrected life. The good shepherd used his voice to direct his sheep in this way. And Jesus was asking his sheep, his followers, to listen. Learning the right voice that would get them to the right place. And these are words for our ears today as well. Our sheep ears. We all have them, don't we? These sheep ears that God has given us. Aren't we a lot like sheep? This description of God's people is one that is prevalent in Scripture. As we've heard already in Psalm 23. There's no wondering why that's the most popular psalm. Because it reminds us of who we are and of who God is. We are sheep and God is our shepherd. And we were sheep who ran away, each going our own way. That's another theme in Scripture as well, isn't it? That all are we, all we are, are, are like sheep who have, have strayed and gone our own directions. And we realize that we need a good shepherd. And the good shepherd loved us as sheep so much that He sent us a hands-on, in-the-field shepherd named Jesus. And He is a good shepherd one with a passion for all the sheep in the world to come under His care. He is the shepherd who uses His voice not only for those who are in the flock, but for those who have wandered away to follow a stranger's voice. And I think we know what that's like as well. All of us have been led away from the flock at different times. We've heard other voices that we thought sounded a whole lot better than the voice of God in our lives. And we've all walked away only to realize that the Good Shepherd was walking right behind us, following us and calling out to us to come back to Him. Maybe that describes your life today. Maybe you've been following the stranger's voice in your own life. Jesus is a shepherd who speaks so often and so uniquely that His sheep would know His voice anywhere, even among all other voices speaking at the same time. There is just something about the voice of Jesus that gets our attention and says just what we need to hear. Well, this voice is the one that we are to follow. It's the voice of the resurrected Jesus. We hear it more and more as we get close to the mouth that is speaking it, allowing His words to flow into our ears and then down into our souls. It is the one that is so vital and important that we do everything we can to focus on it rather than all of the other voices that inevitably speak to us. I wonder, are you spending time getting close enough to the mouth of Jesus that you're hearing His words in your life? You're hearing the things that He wants you to hear rather than all the other, the junk that comes from the voices around you? Are you hearing it? Do you hear it calling out your name today? And are you following His voice? Maybe the best way to answer that question is to look around you and see if you're in the right place or not. If you're in the pen or if you're in the pasture. Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. And Jesus said, I have come that you, you might have life and have it to the full. God, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that You are a good shepherd. And God, as we look at our lives,